Hey, leaders! Welcome to the Lead Her Lessons podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gabriel. I'm a mom, an entrepreneur, and a true lover of learning. And each week, I want to bring you along as I sit down with women from all walks of life. We'll discuss business, personal growth, health, family, and everything in between. So whether you're already a badass businesswoman or maybe you're a mom on a mission, listen up. It's time for a lesson. guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lead Her Lessons podcast. I am sitting down today with Quinn Fordham, and she is the owner of First Steps Network. And um, we're just sitting in her beautiful house here in Atlanta, having some coffee. And thank you so much for coming and hanging out. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So before we get started in kind of the meat and bones of First Steps and how that all came to be, just tell us a little bit about who Quinn is, <laughs> where you came from, and give us some background. Sure. So I am a 33-year-old mother of two little boys, um, but when I started First Steps, I was not. I was new to Atlanta and young college graduate with my first job here, and 10 years ago, Atlanta was very different, mm-hmm. um, but was looking for some supplemental income. I was working at an entry-level public relations communications job, and I had always sat in my spare time. I love kids Mm -hmm. and didn't have the flexibility to, you know, work at a job in retail or put a schedule on file, but love to just pick up some extra work during the holidays in particular. Funny time of year. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But just during times that just wanted some shoe money or something like that. So for me, um, I just started talking to my new coworkers. I joined the Junior League of Atlanta Mm -hmm. and talked about wanting to babysit. My leader had just had a baby, and I was like, please, can I babysit? And I was 22 or 23 and college educated, and I had been a summer nanny a couple times, and people were going, you don't want to babysit. And I was going, no, I really do. So I asked her to send my information out, and she did, and I was inundated, to say the least, Mm -hmm. um, with people going, I don't know you, but I got your information, and you're, you know, being a 20-plus years of age always seemed to resonate with parents. Absolutely. Um, In addition to other credentials that one may have, it was just that I was a little bit older, and Wanted to be there probably right <laughs> was more than anything, um, but I just started helping people out. So anytime I couldn't do it, I would say, "Well, I've got a friend. Would you like their information?" And it was always a resounding, "Yes, please." Right. Um, <laughs> and that was about ten years ago. Like I said, so two thousand seven, headed in heading into the recession, which okay. we weren't aware of. Right. Um, but that hit, mm-hmm. and people, the whole dynamic of you know the world changed. But really. Um, Childcare too, because a lot of moms that were staying at home were forced to go back to work because mm-hmm. dad lost his job or was underemployed. And um, a lot of the people that were my age, 20 something women coming out of college, couldn't get jobs. I mean, everything kind of changed. Just so, yeah. We helped a lot of people. And I say we all the time. My husband goes, Do you have a rat in your pocket? Like, <laughs> Where's that now? <laughs> where is it? Um, but I just started. Connecting people. And that is really how this started. So when you were getting started, like you said, you had another job, your full-time job, and this was kind of a side gig. Side hustle. 
So at what point did you realize, okay, this is going good enough that I can kind of let go of that full-time job? Sure. So I realized I had something, but I'm so risk adverse. I did not want to let go of my right. <laughs> full-time Your steady paycheck. income. I mean, my parents were funny. They said, you have four years of college and that's it. And you're going to support yourself and you are not coming home. And I said, okay, I'm going to take it seriously. So, mm. um, you know, it was not like I could just quit my job and start something. I'm kind of a different entrepreneur because I did always do this sort of as the side hustle until it became something. So to your right. point, um, I was working in this this position that I was just mentioning for a couple years and decided me behind a desk was not a thing. Mm-hmm. So I did do a career shift into political fundraising, believe it or not. I have kind oh. of a political background and my I husband definitely do, does. Like political science, right? Yeah. So I took a position um, as a fundraiser for the 2010 gubernatorial cycle here in Atlanta. Okay. And that actually, the candidate pulled out of that race. So what happened was, it was very tricky. I, yeah. I kind of left a career went into this. And if anything, it was just a more reason to kind of keep working on first steps. I was like, you know, this is still here. I mean, all signs pointing to keep it up, keep it up. So I transitioned out of that campaign, got a call from another who was jumping in last minute and became kind of the, the director of the financial component of that campaign. Okay. And as a result, um, the way that the structure in that industry works is that you take a, um, a cut of what you raise for the campaign. Okay. So what happened was it was a short stint. Um, I was continuing to work on first steps. I put a name on it early. I mean, again, like I said, I realized there was something there, but not to where I could stop working. Right. So (laughs) I was so lucky. I mean, honestly, I think it was divine intervention. I say that all the time because I took this, this other position. It was a short term. I mean, it was literally the end of that campaign year, raised some money really fast. We went into a runoff. We did very well. And I got a nice chunk of that change and didn't have to jump back into a new career right, so right, or a new position right. anyway I ended up getting married went on my honeymoon and went gosh I don't have a job what am I going to do and it wasn't mm-hmm. a hectic time because I I had made that commission right so what I did was of course me having to have some sort of steady something <laughs> I took a part-time nanny job oh my believe gosh it or not. Wow. so for one of the families that I had been sitting for for a couple years mm-hmm. and were kind of one of my founding families we'll call them mom was headed back to work full-time her girl's her youngest was entering into kindergarten, and she just needed an after-school nanny. Gotcha. So it allowed me to have my mornings, kind of work on my website. I wrote all the copy for the website and toyed with the idea of doing the website myself for less quickly. That was a waste of my time and right. hired somebody to do that. But I kind of realized, like, this is this is here. I better This is the time. It is so obvious. I better do something with this or stop. My husband, at the time, I was on a BlackBerry because that's oh, what all of us had. Right. In politics especially. And, I mean, to this day, I have – I can have less feeling in my thumbs right. from all of the – All the BlackBerry functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So let's go back just a little bit. For those who don't know about First Steps, give us kind of just like the little overview – of what First Steps is and what the mission is. Sure. So we are a a network. We call it a network because there are so many child care agencies out there. We don't operate like they do. Mm -hmm. We sort of um, provide quick access to quality child care, um, but you also have the ability to independently contract these people. So um, you have us in your back pocket should you need us anytime. Say today your your nanny called in sick or your child needed to be home from daycare or anything like that and you had a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, you could 
use us. You could send us a note and say, hey, I need somebody today, and you could use us like that. But you could also use us um, the first couple of times you're using a sitter until you find your favorite and you have that relationship that's built. Um, but we are we do all of the heavy lifting, the pre-screening, the vetting of our, our child care providers. We also go and meet home with our, meet in home with our families and um, screen them as well. And then once you enter into our network and you've passed with flying colors, let's hope we then just start connecting you to people. So that's why I say network because mm-hmm. um, we don't take a cut of what our families are paying their um, sitters. We have a subscription fee; it's mm-hmm. a one-time annual fee, and um, that just gives you unlimited access to our awesome sitters and nannies. Yes, and so speaking from experience, because I have used First Steps Network, it's genius Thank because. You. Like you said, having that ability to not every single time having to go through the back end, it's just so invaluable because like you said, you build that relationship with the sitter or the nanny as opposed to, again, always having to circumvent that other medium. Right. So how did you come up with that idea? It's funny. So it was, you know, I was working, like I said, I didn't have a lot of time to spend on this, but... I was sitting myself, mm-hmm. and then I, the economy thing happened, and my friends were going, how are you meeting these families? I need some extra income. Can you connect me? How are you meeting them? And I said, sure. Well, I'll just start a Google group. Mm-hmm. And so I put, I think at the time, it was about five to ten of my friends in this Google group. Mm-hmm. And I would say, hey, guys, I got contacted for a Friday night job. Who wants it? And the first person who responded got the job, and I would just connect the two. So that is literally how this started. Um, it was so successful with, like you said, the flexibility. Uh, I was not a mom at the time. I'm a mom now, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm so lucky and fortunate because I, I just talked to those people that liked it. I, when I launched it full-time as an actual business and filed and everything in 2010, I had been playing with it since 2007. So I was able to go back to the – like I had about 100 families and about 50 sitters and going, okay, enough's enough. If we're going to do this, if I'm going to do, there I go again, we, if, <laughs> if I'm going to launch this thing, why do you want me to launch it? There are other options out there. And that's when I started seeing, okay, Sitter City and then care.com and, um, you know, other local agencies. I'm like, why, why me? Why, why this? Right. And people did share that they love the flexibility. The sitters didn't want to have to file another employer and do taxes and have to worry about all of that. Now, you know, obviously those are details that they I, take, they yeah, take care of, yeah. um, if need be, but it was just an easy side hustle for them too. They could literally respond when they were interested. And I mean, it was kind of made, it was just a no brainer. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that people can really get if you're looking to start a business is having a trial period and then going back to the customer and saying what works, what doesn't. And then when you launch, you can have a really good idea of what the needs are. Right. And those, those moms and dads that are busy, I mean, they don't want to have to load accounts with credits or, you know, figure out you know, all the, the intricacies of things. It's just so easy to know, oh, I've got this profile. I can just text this person. I, right. you know, I've, they've already been vetted. They are, you know, a, a experienced individual as well. And, um, they feel comfortable. It's also a word of mouth based network too. So. Yeah. And that, and that's always good because you know what you're getting right. with that. But another thing that you guys do that I think is really cool is, um, you guys, someone on your team is going to come into the home that the right. sitters are going to. So that's another safety net for the sitters right. as well. So Gone the, are the days of the Craigslist drive-by with right. your dad to make sure that, yes, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. Exactly. So when you first started out, um, 
what was your pricing like and how has that evolved <laughs> oh, yeah. and the people you started with, you know, and then when you did say, okay, well, this is doing well, um, you know, it's time to elevate prices for right. X, Y, Z reason. How did you deal with that? I'm such a unique case because I do not have a business background. So I have since gone and done some things and learned more, but in hindsight, I just giggle because I think, oh, I just kind of made it up and, you know, I didn't have the confidence I have these days to really know what I was doing was so valuable, right? So I just kind of launched the business and I started contacting my, we'll call it my client base, even though it wasn't official, um, saying, hey, you know, I am going to start charging for this. I do need you to buy in if you want to keep using it. And if you sign up pre-launch, I'll knock $10 off of it. And the initial enrollment was $59.99 for wow. the first year. So it's so funny. So it's practically free. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I took $10 off for anyone who signed up before the website launched. So that made it $49.99. Mm-hmm. For my sitters, I want to say it was $19.99 or maybe it was free. I can't really remember. I think maybe I rolled a lot of them in free just of charge to just to have them. Network. Yeah. A lot of times you do have to give things away for free to prove that it works and Absolutely. get somebody hooked. But um, it was so funny and I was so nervous that I would lose all my clients and I mean I want to say like 85% signed up it was crazy so not a couple months in my um well let me back up I when I worked in communications and marketing my account was Delta Airlines so I worked for sort of a local um awesome mid-sized firm here in Atlanta and they have so many awesome Atlanta hometown companies Mm -hmm. and Delta was bulk of my I mean really like they called it 80%. It was more like 99% of my day. Okay. So I had relationships with Delta Airlines and corporate communications and, and direct marketing. And so ultimately what happened was Delta called me a couple months into this going, you know, there's been some news about Sitter City and that's one of our preferred providers. We really like that you're an Atlanta-based company. Would you want to cross-pollinate here? Would you want to be, you know, part of our intranet offering a little bit of a discount to Delta, Delta Airlines employees. Yeah, that is said, huge. Um, of course, they have no idea. It's just me and I work out of my home. Right. Um, but absolutely. <laughs> so I um, worked with their representative to kind of conjure up a discount for their internet. So we are listed right there with like care.com. I don't know if they have care, but um, Sitter City, I think, is still there. Okay. And so anyway, that kind of scared me into going, what if I have 100 people sign up tomorrow and I don't have the bandwidth, and I need to hire some people, and oh my gosh, wow. So it went pretty quickly from just making my life a little easier to make it more of a business to, okay, you've got to figure this out. Like this is happening. This is happening. So I went right into like $179.99, I think was my, or $174.99, or I've just put $100 in front of whatever I had gotten to Mm -hmm. going, because I mean, I've got to fill this need, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to have to hire somebody. I, I'm not going to be able to do it all by myself, which right. is a cool feeling, a scary feeling. Yeah, how um, is that delegation? Because I know for women, a lot of times, especially when we create something, it's, it's so give it personal. Away. But then you have to get to a point where you know you can't do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. So what was that like when you realized you had to start bringing people on? Did you create systems or? No. You know what I did is I tapped my own network. There were so many especially on the sitter side, people that were going, do you need help with XYZ marketing, mm-hmm. um, you know, anything? And I tapped that and I, I ended up hiring someone who's still with me today who she just kind of works as she's available and mm-hmm. she's helped me to, to stay on top of a lot of like 
the admin and the back end of things. But I, I it was sort of a necessity um, mm-hmm. at that stage. And shortly thereafter, I found out I was going to be having my own child. And so that really forced me into letting go. Big push. <laughs> yes. You're like, okay, gonna yes. have to So I, it didn't, wasn't too hard. It was kind of like, well, I know I need to bring on at least some person, but I've always structured it. Um, and now I'm sort of at the stage where I can kind of rethink it, but I've always structured it as sort of a 1099 independent contractor. And, um, when I needed the help, I employed this person. And then as we grew, I kind of opened it up a little bit more and we've had a couple come and go, but most of them have stayed and again, have been able to use it as sort of a side gig. So, um, but the, the Delta thing was really, it was affirmation Mm -hmm. too, that, okay, these were people who worked with Delta who had used it, who were asking Delta to use us. So it made me think, okay, we've got something here. It, it validates sort of the pricing structure. If we go back sure. to that, I had no background in that. It's, there's so much there's theory on pricing models. and all that. I mean, there's so much out there mm-hmm. that you can get bogged down with. And I think the beautiful thing for me was that I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes so, ignorance is good because it was. you don't overanalyze things. And right. like you said, and you I didn't just, have time. Right, you just set a number down. You said, okay, let's see if this yeah. takes or not. It's hilarious. And so, and I, what's funny too is that I've maintained, I've grandfathered those original, we'll call them the OGs, yes. um, those families and, and the sitters to their original sign up rate. So I have now, I mean, for perspective, the first year is about $200 and that's a hundred dollars a year. Um, but the people that joined before it was live are locked into that $59.99. Wow. There's a lot of, there's some loyalty there too, which is beautiful for that word of mouth brand. So totally. So other than the pricing in what other ways has first steps evolved? Gosh, I mean, so many ways. So it's funny because every time a new piece of technology, well, okay, I, I launched this business in early 2010. If you think back to that time frame, not everyone had smartphones. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no tablets. There, you know, the, if you think about the history, just in general of 10 years, what's changed. Um, but I always kind of held on to our vetting process and it having such a personal touch. So in, in maintaining that, I've had to automate a lot of other things. So fairly quickly into it, I um, automated the payment system. So I have software that um, ha- kind of houses. It scrambles so I can't access these, this card information, but it houses credit cards and it automatically renews people. So instead of invoicing annually, which was, oh my gosh, eating up so much of my time, yes, I, I moved to the system that does it automatically on whatever their date is for renewal. And we have automated now the background check system, which is really cool. We have a, um, a company that's just started here about, about two years ago that is landing some pretty big corporate clients who takes someone's uh, track record, let's call it, mm-hmm. puts it on file and keeps their account ongoing. So I don't have to manually rerun that background check if something were to happen um, that we've asked to see. We would see it that week, right? Right. Instead of two years later or whatever we've decided. Um, So I've automated a lot of the administrative stuff Mm -hmm. and I am still manually connecting people. I am in charge of that, which is people go, how are you doing that? But a lot of our business model is that direct relationship. Mm -hmm. So we are not touching every single connection. In fact, I would imagine there are thousands going on that we're not touching every day. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we're now there where I have to think about is this scalable? Is this something I want to keep doing the way I'm doing it? Can I do it? Right. I don't think. Is that even I don't possible? Know. We've got fortunately so popular that 
Um, I would hate to have to turn people away. And so I'm starting to date um, some app developers and some some capital. Yes, it's funny because it's true. If you I mean if you're gonna do anything with technology, it's a process. You wanna have good a good vibe with someone. Right. Um, But we are at kind of a pivot point where we know this works. We have 10 years of of revenue and um, data proving it. So it's now my struggle is the time to put a deck together and think about pitching it. And do I want to bring on a a strategic partner? Do I want to self-fund this? What does the future hold? So Right. So going to talking about that time aspect. So like you mentioned, you (laughs) were single and no kids when you started this. And now you are married with two kids, three and four and a half. So your life is full. It sure is. What does that balance look like? Oh, it's so funny. I'm a Libra. I was joking the other day because my life has to be balanced or I am out of balance. I mean, I am literally a mess. So, you know, I I do have always done well with chaos and having a lot of balls in the air. Um, it's it's tough. Every day is different. Some days are more balanced than others. I will mm-hmm. say that when I had, I had two children under the age of two <laughs> for a little while and boy, was I utilizing those employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was saying I have got to step away here and it, honestly having my own family, it actually draws me closer to my clients, but it also allows me or kind of forced me to let go a little bit. So you, it's kind of like this business is kind of like a child. If I, I'm at the point where if I want to see this succeed, I really do have to step back and, and let it grow and bring on more help to help me do that. So, um, it's funny. I mean, other than, than getting it more and being, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It just, it feels like a natural fit for me. Um, being in a home with kids running around and understanding where my clients are coming from. But it's also insanity. I mean, I some, most nights am up to about midnight, you know, fulfilling jobs and making sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And um, people, my friends that have children, especially the ages of mine, are going, that I just can't even imagine. And I'm like, well, you know, it's indoctrined in me. I've been doing this for 10 years. Right. Um, it's your third. It's, your it's my baby. firstborn. Yeah, exactly. And it's also, I love it. And it comes so naturally for me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think about, you know, the people always want to know entrepreneurial type meetings and things I go to. They're like, what's your end game? You know, when are you going to sell? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I just, it's so dear to my heart. So I really do consider it my, my extra child. So So is there anything that you are super intentional about like a day of the week that you don't work or is it pretty constant? So for me, I, um, working out and exercising is key. I am the type of person that, like I said, I can, I can deal with chaos and I keep things balanced and it, it's, it's crazy. I will just say I'm a crazy person because right. it's not normal. When I step away and I look at my day, I go, what in the world? Like who so, could do this? Right. So about a year ago, uh, it was around kind of the new year resolution type time. Mm-hmm. I started, cause I was a college athlete and I'm, you know, a fairly really? what did fit you do? person. I played volleyball. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I was always athletic. And I think when I became a mom, that was the one of the hardest things for me is because I just sort of put all my be- my eggs in my kids' lives and I was not carving out enough time for just me. That doesn't mean just me working, just me running errands, just me in the kitchen. That means... Because that's work. That's work. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, there was... Um, 
I think it was Present Over Perfect, this book I was reading, mm-hmm. Shauna Nyquist. I don't Such know if you Oh, one. I love that book. But she was talking about how, you know, she could be relaxing. Like, she's mm-hmm. in yoga pants. She's in a sweatshirt. Right. But she's folding laundry. Yeah, she's doing something. You know? So having that time for you. So mm-hmm. that's working out. Yeah. So about a year ago, I just said, I'm just going to be healthier. I'm going to start paying attention to, I was having, you know, pains in my body. I mean, going, okay, clearly, I mean, I'm obviously getting a little older. I am chasing children. I'm probably not eating the best. I'm just sort of survival mode. And Mm -hmm. I went, you know what? Now's the time for me to take a step back and think about, because if I'm not okay, then this business is not going to be okay. My kids are not going to be okay. My family's not okay. I've seen a shift in my attitude because I'm not taking care of me and what it does to my family, my life, everything. Mm -hmm. So I started about a year ago to really carve out just 20 to 30 minutes a day where I sweat, where I go and I just move some weights around. Um, I actually, it's, I, I use this program now called Tone It Up. Yes, I and love Karina and Katrina. Talk about some badass business women. I know. Yeah, they are Forbes. amazing. I just saw that article. And they just I mean, came out with an app. They did. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I was hesitant. It's fantastic. Um, but it, it's great for the busy mom, even mm. if you don't work. It's great if you are like landlocked. I mean, you're home and if you have a yoga mat and some weights or a water bottle like or a water bottle I mean really that's it I mean you can they'll it's amazing and for me I just started going okay I can't hit the gym every day I can't go to a class every day that's hard for me right now but that's not an excuse I need to take care of myself so about a year ago and I will say I just feel so much better it helps me to stay even Mm -hmm. you know with, I mean, just lots of things, but so that helps me, even though it adds an extra thing to my plate, it really does balance me out even more because I feel like, okay, I have that little piece of time and my kids are, you know, pushing five. You have someone who can sit and play Legos and you can leave the room, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not that I'm gone for more than right. 20, but it's sometimes good he does it with s- me, but right, exactly. It's good for them to see that. And they oh, mom are hilarious. And, they're yeah. like, look at my new workout move, mommy. It's hilarious. And they're boys. So they, they need to do that. They need, right, to, they get need that energy to get out. all the energy out. Yes. Um, what about with your husband? How do you yeah. do intentional with date nights? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. So we obviously people are like, Oh, so you get to use your sitters all the time. Right. I'm like, well, yes and no. I still pay them. So right. <laughs> it's not, exactly. It's not expensive. Free. It's childcare <laughs> is not cheap. Good yeah. childcare is not cheap. I will yes. say. So we just, again, you know, around the time that we came up for air, you know, about a year ago, year and a half ago, it was that, that devoted date night. So, you know, and sometimes it's date day, I would say like being active together and, um, just saying, okay, I am taking this time to be with you because he has an, an insane, um, career these days too. He's traveling more. Mm-hmm. Um, we really have to be intentional intentional I mean if we don't carve out that time everybody's grumpy and no one feels like their love tank is full so it is it's tough but we just prioritize it at least once a week where we can look at each other and finish a thing to do together finish the sentence you know we so we joined a a little club here in Atlanta and it just becomes our default the nice thing about that is we don't have to make a plan it's our fallback plan. Yes. So I wouldn't say that's our favorite thing to do together. I think if we could do anything, we would probably get up, exercise together, go have lunch. Mm-hmm. He would say he would nap. Yes. <laughs> I'd probably like do something organizational or go shopping and then have a nice dinner and be in bed by 10. However, it doesn't, it doesn't look right, like that. Right. Um, we're typically doing just, you know, we get this evening sitter and we at least have dinner and 
just and a just cocktail and talk. Yeah, yeah, where we can finish a sentence. Right. It's so hard to even look at each other in the eyes these days. So. So what would you say as you know the business has evolved? You now have children, and what if you could look back? Was a mistake that you made maybe with the business that you look back mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I could have done that differently, but I learned a lot from that. Yeah. You know, early on, so back probably right around the time, I, I think I was pregnant with my first child. I had someone approach me who was in the network who was moving to DC and she was really interested in helping me to start it there. So kind of quickly into having a business, I looked at scaling it. Mm-hmm with no technology behind it, no way to even at the time track the payments. We were still taking cash and um, checks. checks. (laughs) I mean, it was so different. So put a lot of time and effort into that attempt. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, it was a mistake because we weren't ready, but it was such a lesson learned that we weren't ready. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, well now I know if we're going to do this. I want to do it the right way. It's got to be something that I'm driving more from sort of home base to, um, rather than letting someone kind of roll with it. Um, especially someone who, you know, didn't also didn't have that experience, you know, wasn't, I definitely am seeking much different individuals these days as more of a strategic person, um, in the business. So just kind of learning from that. I mean, but I wouldn't, I'm a kind of person that says everything happens for a reason. So absolutely, I don't regret it. It was the a plan little, is an expensive there. mistake, but not in the grand scheme of things. But again, you learn from it. And mm-hmm. now you know, now you're coming to a point where you really are looking into scaling right. things. Right. You have that experience saying, okay, this didn't work. So what do I need to do moving right. forward? That's awesome. So what is the future? You know, like we said, you're looking yeah. to scale it. You're looking to start an app. So what do you, in your head right now, and obviously it could change, but what does First Steps Network look like in 10 years? Sure. So ideally, I can get my act together this year, 20, <laughs> 2018, and raise some capital and bring on a partner. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but like I said, I'm dating. So um, <laughs> I have had, I would say, at least 10 meetings already. I sent, a, I sent a letter out to my client base, which you probably may have received, Yeah. Um, that was talking about um, wanting to pick people's brains and figure out what the next step for first steps is no right no pun intended um <laughs> but I think for me ideally it's it's figure out what how much capital I want whether it be a friends and family round this time or if, if it's go big or mm-hmm. go big or stay home um but I'd like to launch an app mm-hmm. and I would like to think about you know five new markets probably in the next couple of years so, like I said, Atlanta is a perfect test market. We are successful. We are growing. It's mm-hmm. worked for 10 years, and it's, I mean, we are, we've been revenue positive all the way. So, um, I really just see us taking it to that next level. So, what that would look like is really not changing the front end, which is the, the vetting and the, the process of joining, but once you're in, why not have quicker technology in lieu of dealing with an individual who is doing all of that. And right. And there's no way you could do that for five. Exactly. You know. Nor do I think I could. I'm not super. Woman, right. So. Right. What would you want to? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I also, for me personally, I want to, I want to be more involved with my kids as they grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, you realize we talked about this, that you can measure time in a little person and it flies with kids. So I don't want to look back and regret, either the personal side or the business side, when you, there's so much potential for the business, um, at least at minimum, 
getting to a point where I can automate this awesome market here in Atlanta. So, right. um, but I really don't think there's any reason why we couldn't take it to other places. So. Wow. That that's really incredible. And, you know, like you said, this is your first, your first, first born. born. So, wow. So if you were, again, one of those more philosophical questions, you know, this is the lead her lessons podcast. So if you were to look back career, family, all of that, what would you say is one of the biggest lessons you've learned? Ooh, biggest lesson. Or something that you might want to pass on to another woman who's maybe, maybe she's in that very beginning stage of her business. Sure. Or, you know, she has a dream, but she's, she's a little scared to do it. It's better to fail than not try. I mean, we're also in where we are right now in this year, 2017, there is capital available. There are resources available. Atlanta has turned into an awesome mecca for um, budding entrepreneurs. I mean, there are so many resources out there that you can take advantage of. And like I say, I I got lucky, I think. I say it's a, it's a luck thing. Um, but I also saw a problem and I knew there was a way to fix it mm-hmm. and, or a better way to do it, let's say. And I just didn't get bogged down by what everybody else was doing. So stay in your own lane and give it a try. The worst you can do is fail. And that's not that bad. Exactly. Cause you learn from the failures, but like you said, and this, I think is when you look at a lot of really successful businesses, it wasn't that they came up with some product that was like new and revolutionary. It's that they saw an issue and they were like, how can I, how can I fix this? And they just started. And then not even with the intent of making it some huge business. And then it just, because it was so necessary, it grew. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I mean, we talked about this, that I love interacting with people. I knew I could not sit in a cubicle for the duration of my life because how much time do you spend in an office? Right. And I said, gosh, I've got to change this. And I knew I was going to have a family. I just knew I was going to have a family one day. And so for me, I just, I had to figure out a way to do it. I was driven by that need to not be sitting at a desk and to, because my mom was at home with us. I just really wanted some version of that. Um, And so I was just super motivated. I didn't know what it was, but I just kind of listened to my skill set, I guess, and love, love, love meeting new people and connecting people. And that is really what I do. And I help moms just like me every day. Right. Um, So. And that's huge because giving back, is like, I'm sure that's so rewarding to know that you're helping. It is quite different than political fundraising. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I can imagine, especially these days. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So one thing that you said that I want to point out, um, is to stay in your own lane and stop looking at what everyone else is doing because it can be with social media. It's hard these days. It's so hard to not consistently compare yourself, your business, your relationship. So how do you, how do you, Stay in your own lane. Well, I'm too busy to look at all those things, right? right? I have someone now who does our social media because I don't have time. No. Um, you know, fill, fill your time. If you have, go do something for you. A lot of, you know, there's so much research out there that social media is, I mean, causing depression and all kinds of like serious issues. Turn it off. Um, our kids don't have access to those. We're going to try to keep those tablets out of their hands. We figured they can figure out an iPad pretty quickly. Why not let's focus on some of the more old school techniques of teaching. I love that. Um, But staying in your own lane, I don't know. I just, I'm a passionate person. So I've always been like that and, and 
independent. And for me, it hasn't been that much of a struggle to just kind of go after something and um, competitive too. So all these reasons that I just have been driven Mm -hmm. to, to make something work and not fail or whatever. Um, But I really think that it would, it's good to turn those things off or have less is more. You know, if you love Facebook or you love Instagram, just have one Um, because it takes up so much time. Your eyes are on that screen. You're not paying attention to what really matters. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just think that that is really tough, but it's also, it's great to have access to what these other businesses are doing, mm-hmm. um, too. So I think that you just have to find that balance of what's, what is the good good data and what is not necessary, Right. Too. What so, can you learn from and drive yourself? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I just – I don't think there's any research out there that says trolling social media is going to be helpful. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Quinn, this has been so amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sitting down with us. Of and. Course. Um, you guys can find Quinn for Steps Network. Yes, you can. And um, yeah, talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Well, that does it for this episode of the Lead Her Lessons podcast. If you liked this interview and you want to hear more, go subscribe to the Lead Her Lessons podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and leave me a rating and review. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So share this episode with your friends and I will catch you on the next one.